Welcome to On Culture. On this podcast, we talk about culture and faith and the world and our place in it. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also support our work and explore all of our content on our website, theembassy.substack.com. Here's Mike. Hello and welcome. This is On Culture. I'm Mike Sherman. Uh, this is the podcast of uh, the Embassy Substack uh, newsletter, theembassy.substack.com. And uh, we are going to be talking about identity. I'm here with uh, Chad Myers. Uh, again, Chad is pastor uh, in uh, South Carolina, uh, Mount Horeb, mm-hmm. UMC, correct? U- UMC for now, which we won't get into, but I'm, okay. I'm having yeah. an identity crisis. So uh, right, you're good. Mike's well, here to help me. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So um, I, I want to jump into, we talked about uh, story uh, on an early podcast and, uh, you know, story um, that, you know, we live in this big story of redemption as image bearers, as fallen image bearers. We're in this redemptive movement. And it is that eternal story that, you know, our fallen story is connected to that brings meaning and beauty and joy, that that large, you know, eternal uh, timeline uh, that we're all a part of. And identity is kind of bound up in that as well. Uh, you know, many of the issues of our day are, uh, circle around or touch on issues of identity. So whether it's uh, gender, even male and female issues uh, in terms of, you know, the, the relationships between men and women in, in our culture, whether it's other gender issues, uh, uh, trans issues, whether it's, uh, you know, sexuality, LB, uh, uh, LB, uh, G- LGBTQ, IA plus, whatever, uh, politics, you know, there's an identity, there's sort of a tribal identity, you know, the us and the them race, of course, uh, all of these, you know, the big issues, a lot of the big issues of our day are sort of identity based, uh, or circle around. And so, you know, I guess I want to start with that question. Why do you think that is, what is, why is identity such a big part of all of these cultural issues that, that that we're dealing with and that are so important uh, today. What are your thoughts well, on that? My first question actually is we say we claim those are identities. Are those identities respectfully? Um, are they micro identities based on the tribe that we find ourselves most aligned with? Um, is that a helpful is it a helpful uh, label to say these are identities uh, or is there another way to frame it that may be more helpful for, uh, and, and the, the goal behind that would be helpful dialogue, helpful interaction, um, uh, civil, civil mm-hmm. discourse, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or, or are these identities? And so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I tend to think that, um, tend to think that that may be one, one question to ask that could help answer. Yeah. So that they aren't true identities in a sense that, that we think of them as true identities is part of the problem. It seems like one of the things you're saying that my identity isn't really my true at root, who I really am. Identity is not that I'm a 50 something white guy. Uh, or that I live in this, 
you know, part of the country, or that I have these particular political views or religious views. All of those things say something about me, but they're not my identity. That's not, that's what I hear you saying. Well, let's just play it out for a second. Like if Republican is my, or Democrat is my identity, then does that mean that everything I think, say, do about myself and others because to me, an identity is kind of an ultimatizing um, label. So then everything I need to be about is Republican and I'm whole or Democrat and I'm wholesale this person. Um, and I, I, for me, I think um, that becomes uh, problematic um, to be wholesale mm-hmm. this one thing. If, if, yeah, it, to if, whole... it, if it doesn't, let's just say this. If if that is my identity and I'm about that, all about that, how how is this an interconnectivity with other human beings? Is it mm-hmm. right. immediately with that starting point? For me, it sounds like uh, I'm I'm divided from other human beings instead of united mm-hmm. to other human beings. So that that's where I think this question of what is real identity, what's a helpful identity uh, label, because if it's my, this is my identity and it's automatically setting a boundary against something that becomes problematic. Yes. Yeah. I think that's right. And I think that's the struggle that our culture has with identity is we, uh, I would say, hearkening back to the story where our true identity is in this eternal story and what binds us together in that story, that we are fallen image bearers on this path of redemption, that we all share that. Uh, you know, instead of that, we find these other markers that since I've sort of let go of that bigger story, I'm finding these smaller stories to sort of absolutize and say, this is who I am. And almost naturally, it's in opposition to other smaller story groups that, you know, uh, this is who I am in opposition to uh, you. And, you know, in the, in the, the newsletter, uh, in in the embassy newsletter that we were talking about, I talk about identity. I use this example of, um, uh, I mean, partly I, you know, I talk about sta- the stand with Ukraine, you know, marker and people's avatars and stuff and how, um, you know, I stand with Ukraine, but what, what is, what is, what am I saying about putting that on my social media marker? It's really something I'm saying about myself. That's something I want you to, it's really not about Ukraine at all. It's about me. And, uh, and then if you go a little farther, you know, I quote this, uh, this Twitter exchange where somebody is complaining about, um, they're making a point about how difficult it was to get a a COVID test at this certain time because they were vaccinated. It'd be easier if they were unvaccinated or something like that. It was just some point about, you know, the world in which we're living in. And the reply uh, was since you're wearing a mask in your avatar and your climate editor at stuff. So I can't agree with you, even if I agree with you. And so the, you know, the reply to this person is basically you're making a valid point, but you have a mask in your avatar and you're a climate editor. So I can't agree with you, even if I agree, <laughs> you know, so your identity and my, my, your claimed identity and my claimed identity are incompatible and they have to be at odds with each other. And even if we agree, I can't admit we agree. 
And I just feel like there's a sort of ridiculous sense in which that's kind of where we are with identity that, oh, I guess I must disagree with you because I found out you're this in this other out group and you're not in my in group. And it just, I mean, that, I don't think, I don't think it was a joke. I mean, I, (laughs) it seems ridiculous, but I think that's a serious thing this person is saying. I, I can't agree with you because you have these markers of this group that is not an in-group for me. It's an out-group and I'm in a different, you know, and so we must be in disagreement with one another. And I kind of feel like that's a lot of our culture, whether it's politics, what, you know, all the stuff dealing with the pandemic, all the stuff dealing with sexuality and gender and men and women. And and the church, right? And And the the church is in the culture, not separate from the culture and not uninfluenced by the culture. So now, you know, the church um, is divided. You may be in the same uh, congregation, but you may be very divided because that person voted for so-and-so or you didn't, you, you marched with a black lives matter march or you didn't march with a black lives matter march. And now because you're showing your identity, I have right. to therefore be against you. Even yeah, which fundamentally is, I agree with you on a lot of things. Yeah. I, I disagree right. with you on this cultural marker. So therefore I just have to disagree. With you. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's something that, as you say, we in the church, it should be antithetical to what we in the church are should be about. And yet we, are infected by that and we do allow ourselves to be divided within a church and uh you know in my experience i do i think people would say yeah it's acceptable for someone in the church to have this political view or it's acceptable to have this political view or even if it's acceptable to have this theological view or or not but in practicality because it's uncomfortable they're uncomfortable cultural identity issues people just avoid them and people in the mm-hmm. church just don't want to talk about it's scary to talk about this or that or the other thing. And I really think it makes it difficult to have true community with somebody if you can't, you're afraid to talk about all of these identity issues um, because you might offend or you might find out something you don't want to know about. Like, oh, if I want to find out you're in this other tribe that I'm not in. And so let's just leave it right. alone. Right. Uh, so I guess, um, what do you, I mean, as I'm, as we're, you know, wrestling with this idea of, of identity and, and what it is and what it should be and what we use it for, uh, and one of the points I would, um, I guess one of the points I'd like to touch on before going to, you know, what, what a true identity maybe should be is, you know, the example, the social media example of, you know, things in your avatar on social media and, you know, the, the various flags and symbols and so on that, um, you know, that there's, I want you to know something about me. Uh, and so I'm going to signal something to you, uh, about my identity. Um, you know, what is that about? Well, um, you know, trying to give humanity the benefit of the doubt and be gracious to people. I think at its best, it's people saying, 
I I don't exactly know how to help, mm. but I'm. Mm. This is what I want. This is what I would like to say. I I I don't like that there's a war going on. Um, I would like it to stop. Um, maybe in a practical sense, I have given to relief funds, or I've mm-hmm. prayed, or I've done something. Um, but if not, at best, I'm trying to say. I don't like this and I think it yeah. needs to go away. And I think that's a, a good, you know, that's a good thing. I don't like this injustice or whatever you may deem it as. Um, but the, the other side of that is I think, I think often with the rise of social media, there is a tendency to want to be seen as something but it's it's also the real question is have we got our hands dirty in the service yeah. of something yeah. like i can i can say i'm i'm for ukraine or i stand with ukraine but if i haven't done anything it feels a lot like keyboard courage or look at look at me like i have some friends let me give this example i have some friends and they probably fall a little more on the progressive liberal side politically theologically and that doesn't really bother me um but the question that I often have for them is, is this something that you like to talk about? It's the ideology that I love. And maybe I like to give these signals on social media that, you know, I, I went and did this or I took this to, but, but are you getting your hands dirty? And the same goes for me. Like, am I getting my hands dirty in the service of something? Um, and if I am, then how loud do I need to be about it? Because if I am and I'm doing the work of service, um, do I need, does everybody really need to know? Is my question. Yeah. Like I remember um, <laughs> Rob Bell did a podcast. He was just a brief bit. He was talking about influencers. He's like, yeah, we got, we got people now who are paid to be influencers and now they're influencers to try to get you to buy this product or whatever else. He goes, I know people who are real influencers and they're doing really incredible work in the world and guess what they don't call themselves influencers they're just doing work in the world right so that's that's kind of my thoughts on that yeah i do that's i think that's a super i mean it's well said it's a super good point because to say uh i stand with ukraine have a ukrainian flag on my avatar or um something similar to that um is in some sense a, a positive thing. It's letting, it's so showing support for something. Uh, it you know it is uh, you know maybe encourages uh, some people to also so, show support to do something or something. It's not a bad thing. Uh, it's just the problem is uh, if that becomes a oppositional thing, a and b if that becomes a substitute for some real action in the world, if you begin to think that I'm doing real action and I'm getting my hands dirty by posting this avatar uh, or whatever it might be by denouncing this, even forget the avatar by denouncing this evil on social media. If, if I really think that's getting my hands dirty to actually affect change in the world, then I'm mistaken. And that that's really, I want you to know I have this, moral high ground. You know, I want the world to see that. I want to think that about myself. I want to think I'm doing good and combating something, but really, um, 
you know, I'm not, it's, it's easy. I'm just typing. Um, my in group is going to like me, the out group. I don't care about it's, you know, yeah. it's furthers divides. And so something that you can be sort of right about, and, and there's some healthy version of this interaction, which might be good, but if it's really more about, I want you to know, I want everyone to know where I stand, where, who I am, that I'm not them, that I'm against them. And that is morality. That is getting my hands dirty. Then that's the, you know, that is not, you know, that's a problem because we're not actually doing, doing good in the world. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one thing if you want to denounce the excesses of Jeff Bezos to pick a person. And there might be excesses and, and some of them might be need to be called to attention, but that's not actually helping poor people. And that's not actually hurting Jeff Bezos who couldn't care less. Correct. It's actually not Correct. doing anything in the world. You know, denouncing the rich doesn't feed the poor. Uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if I, if I really care about the poor, go feed the poor, go feed the like, poor that feeding the poor go, feeds yeah. the poor. I'm responsible. Like what, what, what about my financial situation? Am I, am I sacrificing anything to feed the board? Because by the global standards, I'm, I'm Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Right. If I'm looking at, if I'm, if someone and you buy, might as well, we talked about it. I might as well be Jeff Bezos because I got two cars, a house with a finished basement and water and food and plenty of things. So, and this is where I think, you know, again, the impetus is not bad. Like use your voice. I think people do need to use their voices. But I think we're getting to a place in the world where um, it's one voice among million and it's white noise. Like, how about use your body? Like, just do something. Use yourself. Yeah, be the person yeah. that you are presenting yourself to be or thinking of yourself as. Um, and, you know, some people don't post a lot on social media, but they identify with this side of the posters against that side of the posters. And I think there's a danger in that doing that does something for you that makes you feel a certain way uh and that's you know this makes me feel moral to be on this side which is the right side against that side which is whatever uh and you know what we're called you know the who is my neighbor is the question the pharisee asked of jesus right and jesus gives the answer that brings the samaritan into the the equation, the last person they would think of, the last person they would want uh, to be the neighbor uh, for them or to them is the one, obviously, Jesus picks. And, you know, the one who actually did stuff, who actually stopped, right, right spent time, effort, money, concern. Uh, and we can be like the people walking by the side of the road and showing disdain uh and it, there are you know disdain might be warranted but that isn't actually doing anything in the world and i, I do think that's a, a uh, when it comes to all of these various identities um or so-called identities as as you point out um it's not bad to recognize that i have this background i'm from this whatever i have this these beliefs you know, all of that might be true of me. Uh, but if I'm doing that as a uh, shield against something or as a way to, um, you know, make you feel a certain way about me or feel a certain way about myself, 
because uh, that what that tends to then do is people who are not in this group become the opposition. And, you know, what's the tragedy of our times is that uh, particularly people in, you know, people in the church ought to have relationships with trans people, with, uh, you know, atheists, gay agnostic, people, with atheists, gay people, yeah. with you know, people on the opposite side of the political spectrum actually should be in community with uh, and have conversations with and get to understand and find common ground, whether they're believers or unbelievers. And because this eternal story, the eternal storyline is this is the part that really matters. Um, and particularly within the community of faith uh, that you know, I should recognize, even though it doesn't seem like it, and it will sound crazy, that I have more in common with a Chinese believer, you know, huddling in an apartment somewhere in a in, in secret than I do with somebody who's three houses down who's not a believer, because the community of faith is that internal that eternal through line. I'm going to spend eternity with with one, potentially not another. Um, and that there's a sense in which there are things that supersede all of these superficial boundaries that we want to make. And do I live as though that's the case? Uh, and that's uncomfortable, you know, that's countercultural that will, people will think things about you that, you know, well, oh, you're just like Jesus. Oh, you're having dinner with these sinners and these prostitutes and these tax, you know, these oppressive government tax agents that cheat us? Uh, and the answer is, yeah, he, he was. And am, am I willing to do that? And if not, why not? And part of it is I don't want to be associated with them because I want to be us, which is the whole identity thing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I just think that's super challenging. And it's not, it's not just challenging for people in the community of faith, but it, it is especially challenging, you know, for us. Uh, because we don't want to think, we don't want to think that the Samaritan actually would stop and help us, right? Yeah. I mean, what what is that? Is it is it actually like fear? Like I'm a for it's not just like you pointed out. I'm afraid of what other people might think about me. But am I actually afraid of that person? Maybe I am. Partly. Maybe I'm. I'm sure. Maybe I'm yeah. afraid. Maybe I'm afraid of the conversation. Maybe I'm afraid of, you know, what, what is that fear? I'm afraid that if I talk to you, what you might mm -hmm. convince me, you might convince me otherwise. And my, my understanding of God or the world isn't big enough to be able to have you in it. I don't know. I think that's a super good question that we should probably ask ourselves. What is that? I think partly it's, I want to think the Samaritans are bad people. It, the world is simpler if I know who the good people are and the bad people are. And yet in the big story, we're all fallen image bearers. All of us have some badness in us. All of us have some image bearing in us. You know, somebody who's completely different from me can love me well. And somebody who's pretty in my in-group cannot love me well. And the world's complicated that way. And I'd, I'd rather think of it as simple. And right, I know who safe people are. Those people aren't safe. So I do think fear is the right word. You use the word fear. We might not feel physical fear, but fear enough to feel uncomfortable. 
I d- I'm afraid my worldview is going to be challenged. I'm afraid I'm going to find this person is actually loving. And that'll just, well, that'll just complicate everything. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I know, I just wanted much, to burn the world down. Right. Right. I just thought they, maybe they don't. Know, we're all, maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. Uh, and I do think that's part of the whole identity in group out group thing. It's not just, it's not just bad for how I view the in group, which is, you know, I, I will let all sorts of things go in my in group that I should challenge, but it's easier to think of these people as bad people that I don't have any obligation to or for, and that certainly wouldn't have anything to offer me. And it just drives us further apart. Um, and, you know, I, I do think partly it's a safety. Yeah. So fear, I think fear is right. I think it's a safety. These people are unsafe. Yeah. Uh, and the the reality is, you know, you and I can be unsafe with each other because we're, 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 we're fallen, broken people and, uh, people that I might think are unsafe might be, um, you know, great friends, resources or whatever, if I would just actually love them as I'm called to love them, to love my neighbor. Cause that's the, you know, the point of the good Samaritan is to answer the question, who's my neighbor? And it's the answer is everyone, A, but especially it's the people you wouldn't pick to be your neighbor is your neighbor. Yeah. And you're called to love your neighbor as you love yourself. So I know we're short on time or we're coming to a time, but is there a framework that if, if, if these are not necessarily the ultimate identities, is there a framework that gives us more of a common ground identity to say, instead of pursuing our differences, like to pursue connection with other people? Yeah. I mean, I do, I do, I do think that if I can think of a little bit bigger picture that we have a shared humanity, that there is common ground that uh, we all appreciate beauty and we all need to be loved and we all can love uh, one another and that we all want to, we all want truth and justice. We might have different ideas about what those things are and some of us might might want them more than others. There are differences, Uh, Mm -hmm. but if we define ourselves by our differences, we're going to be, we're going to be down this rabbit hole that we're in. And so, you know, in the bigger picture, if we step back, there are commonalities that we're called to. Uh, and that's what we see, you know, in, in Jesus's life, he, he appeals to the, the genuine human, human needs people have, and people respond to that. Uh, and he's not worried about getting cooties from the, you know, those people. And, you know, because he doesn't view you know, the, the remarkable thing is, is he doesn't view this, there's this big unbridgeable gulf between this person and this person. And I partly, I think just to examine why do I want to feel that way? And I, I do think the sense of it's, I want to simplify the world. I want to be the right, the good. And sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes I'm 70% right. And to live in that world is a little scarier, but uh, I think that's the thing is, can I see people as, as fallen image bearers that God loves, that I'm called to love? And how, what is that going to demand of me is a whole different approach of the world than to see myself as a much smaller group. 
I guess I don't know if that's a good answer to the question, but that's that is my answer to the question. So yeah, I don't no, know what I your thoughts on that is. Yeah, I think the reality is uh, on a larger scale. Let's say even if you come from a materialistic point of view, and at some point down the road, it's going to be challenging. But there's a shared humanity. There's a shared need for security, and there's a shared need for peace and provision. So let's just say you have very different people trying to um, carve out a civilization, a small society civilization on a, a barren island. Well, everyone would agree we need shelter, we need food, we need right. some system of politics to organize how we make decisions and get streets built and where the money goes right. and all these things. And there's a sharedness of this. Uh, most people, like you said, most people, uh, no, I'm not for war. No, I'm not for injustice. No, I, I think poor people, we need to take care of them. And I think, yeah, I think the rich should be generous. How how the house looks might be very different. But at the fundamental level, we agree on these things. Most humanity are not just out to commit crimes and you know cause violence. Right. There's a pathological side of people right. that's different. I'm talking about right. your your neighbor. For the most part, they may just want to eat in peace. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So you get that. I right. get that. There's a there's a common shared humanity. And, and we would say coming from the big story of creation that we're we're made in the image of God. We're image bearers. That's our primary identity. And I have that in common with every single human being. That's right. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think so searching for uh, you know, how do I live in that, in that sense, in that reality, being curious about the world, being humble, uh, about what I need to learn about people. And I can, all of that just strengthens, I think, who I really understand myself to be instead of weakening it. Uh, and so in a sense to live fearlessly in that, in that way will help us to live out our, you know, our true identity, uh, and to see other people and other groups as, uh, not, the other, uh, but as you know, fellow human beings uh, that we're called to be together with uh, in society, uh, and in some cases forever. Um, so let's let's uh, end it on that note uh, here. This this edition uh, of On Culture. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can find uh, On Culture wherever you can find uh, podcasts, and uh, I invite you to check out uh, the Embassy uh, Substack newsletter, the Embassy.substack.com. Uh, and especially if you're in the church world, uh, you should check out embassyequipping.com where there's resources for uh, cultural engagement and leadership development. And so we invite you to check all of those things out. Uh, until next time, uh, thanks for listening to On Culture. Thanks for listening. Do you enjoy On Culture? You can support us and the content produced by subscribing to our newsletter, The Embassy, by visiting theembassy.substack.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.